Okay, folks, we are hot off of on ripoffs. And instead of calling this part one and part two, I think, I think I'm going to change this title. This one's going to be about um, the patents I would make if I could, the things I would patent if I could, my innovations. Um, because I, I again, I've, if I haven't said this a thousand times, I don't know how to think about ripoffs. I don't know how to think about plagiarism and what the difference between innovation, inspiration, competition is. I don't know, you know? And you know what? Also, if you watch Shark Tank, which I do, it's a great show. I love it. You hear, well, you see stories of people getting ripped off who create a product and then immediately tons of ripoffs come into play. And every, like, well, the first thing Mr. Wonderful says when somebody has a new invention or product, they say, he says, there's no, is there something proprietary about this? Like, do you have a patent? If they don't have a patent, it's like, there's nothing proprietary about this. The big guys are going to rip you off and kill you. And, and you know, every product has a, a hundred thousand ripoffs. Um, and, and I don't know, I'm just like way more sensitive to that now than I've been in the past. I don't know why. And it's crazy because I buy ripoffs all the time. I just bought a Yeti cooler ripoff. Like, oh man, am I the problem? I don't know. But let's continue this with, well, what are the things that I would patent? I just think it would be a fun thought experiment. Like if I could, let's say that, that Alpine, um, like what innovations are inside Alpine that I like let, let's pretend they didn't exist before because I don't know if they did or not. But these are things that I I deem innovations. So I'll say, um, well, you know, I was going to say the no virtual DOM approach, but that's now a pretty popular approach. But uh, you know what? I'll patent it because at the time I didn't like see anybody else doing it or anything. I guess like Svelte was doing it and they were touting no virtual DOM, but it's a totally different strategy. My strategy was like walk the DOM and use normal DOM APIs to flesh out the template, you know, make it all in HTML, nothing compiled, whatever. So maybe that would be an innovation, like, like um, primitive walk through the DOM, take, you know, look at the HTML attributes and do stuff to the HTML based on that. Okay, maybe another innovation, the way like X4 works, the way the way you have a template tag to wrap up the th any anytime you're basically copying an element with x4 x if whenever there's an element that's going on and off the page or, or changing to multiples it's wrapped in a template tag like that was an innovation at the time i remember really thinking about like how am i going to do this so if you have an element that you add x4 to before alpine loads is that element on the page i was like wait a minute no template tags hide the element from the page and it really is kind of true to its purpose of what a template tag is supposed to be which is a wrapper for markup that you can use as a template and apply in different ways so it makes total sense that x4 would be on a template tag and that that was an innovation x data I, my patent for that would be like um you know well I, I would if i could patent a direct api i would say patent x data and i would say patent um seeding a component or see patent declaring a component solely by by a, an object literal but by data a data literal um in markup i, I would probably also say like patent a direct in markup component creation i don't know of another framework that necessarily does that i think they all have you know adjacent like javascript parts so that that's probably that's probably maybe the biggest innovation of alpine is a framework that you can solely use 100 percent in markup that is the, the innovation so 100% in, in markup component construction, patented. X data object literals to declare a component, patented. Using a template tag for, uh, for you know, to seed um, elements on a page for attributes, patented. Um, 
what else? Uh, X transition, I would patent that API. It's funny, I would patent all the APIs that I created that I didn't steal from Vue. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, can I do that? I don't, I, I'm, clearly, I don't, I can't. Maybe I can, I don't know. Can you patent stuff like that? It's like, I want a license to be attached to Alpine that's like, hey, this is open source. Because I like open source. Open source is great. I think it's awesome. Um, and I want to continue that open source. But, but I think like open source is a very broad definition, extremely broad. I was actually just reading an article. Richard Stallman is back on the board of the Free Software Foundation or whatever, and people are mad about it. I'm reading this article, and it's just a reminder of like the, the big um, debate between like the difference between free software and open source. Like they're two very different things. Um, so, and there, there's just so open source is not this like, this all hippie hunky dory like you know uh this software is free for everybody forever and nobody should ever consider it um their own innovation or property it is the world's property nobody should feel um mad or angry that whatever so um yes so yeah open source right so alpine was like what if alpine v3 what if i what if i put a different license on it that was like so right now it's mit which is like, you can use this, you just have to, I don't even know what the MIT license specifies. I just know that you can use it in projects you, you can copy it and you can use it in projects that you charge money for. So I want one that's like, you can't rip it off. You can use it in your projects. You can use it in projects to charge money for. You can take bits of its code. If you want its uh, whatever, you want its DOM crawler, take it. You want its whatever. You can have it. You can copy and paste it. You can fork that part. You can't create a competing product that's a ripoff you can't create a, a preact for alpine uh you can't create you know what i mean you can't that i don't know how to create that but i want to create that and then i also there's just all these situations and just like we talked about the other day i also want it to be that like i'm not going to get accused of ripping other people off when they get to obvious ideas first like think about all the potential x hyphen um plugins let's say like let's say view or alpine has like a flourishing plugin um, ecosystem right now it doesn't right now i mean it kind of does but it, it will in the future and it, how many people are going to reach for you know uh x hyphen i'm going to try to think of one on the spot that i've never thought of before what would be uh, x hyphen scroll i don't know you would listen for on scroll but x hyphen scroll or x hyphen um oh x hyphen else you know like there's x if right there's no x else what if somebody put in x else you know, uh, and then like that was their big defining feature, or whatever. And I put, then I put it in Alpine and they'd be pissed about it. Be like, no, that's, isn't there like public domain obviousness? Isn't that a thing in patents? Like, this is why like there's patent lawyers because there's things, or like, can't you not get patented? Like a patent lawyer, somebody has to deem that your innovation couldn't just be easily thought of by a reasonable person. I'm pretty sure that there's something like that. Um, yeah, and I, I don't want to get into that or litigation. And so I guess the power in open source is is basically in the community. It's basically in how many people use and trust a thing. Because the more people, the longer the thing's been around, the longer people will think it'll be around. The more people use the thing, the more people trust the thing. The more popular the thing is, the more authority they have, the more publicity they have, and likely the more money they have. So uh, yeah, so that's how you have the power in open source. And big companies can just come in with money and have that power themselves like uh yeah so i don't know it's it's a tangled web we weave but wouldn't it be great if we could all just like work on our own thing and not be scared that that we're gonna like be uh accused of ripping off 
and also that we're going to get ripped off. It's just tough. Um, but at the end of the day, so to myself, this is my own takeaway. Don't rip people off personally. Don't rip people off and call a spade a spade. You know, whether or not it's legal, whether or not it's even ethical, I don't care. It's derivative work and there's no honor in that. And that's, that's what it is at the end of the day is like, for me, it's, it, there's no honor in, in, um, in competing with people. If, if you're taking all their stuff, you know, compete with them, uh, compete with them by innovating, you know, by creating your own stuff, by doing something bold. That's what it is. Do something bold, do something that offers something new and is, and that brings a new concept into the fold and people go, wow, that's cool. I like that. That helps me here. That makes me a better this, you know, if you've done that, go ahead, compete. That's what it's about. Make a better framework than Alpine that competes on it on a fair playing field. And yeah, so there's, there's honor in that. Um, don't because I'll be pissed at you. Just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, so whatever that's been it on ripoffs. Uh, you know what? Oh, so like the, the problem with this whole thing is, so I've been considering, so I pitched this idea as like to a friend of mine, like what if for Alpine day, this, you know, that the conference I was talking about, what if for Alpine day, I open up with a workshop, like let's build Alpine three together. And it'll be like two hours or an hour or something where you and I build it together, where I walk you through how to build your own version of Alpine V3, a really stripped down version, but just like I did on Laracast. And you walk away with a working version of Alpine V3. Again, a stripped down version, but essentially it would be how Alpine 3 works. I think people would feel empowered. I think it'd be super fun, be kind of a unique offering. And you would know how Alpine works, which would make you more able to contribute. You'd be a better user of Alpine more. And, you know, like, yeah, it would be great. And the first thing the person I pitched it to said to me is like, it's a great idea. But do you think that people, like then you're going to get all these people making their own derivatives and ripoffs and and you know whatever stuff like that and it it's it's an actual concern it's like it's it's really tough like if if you if you make it so if you work so long on a code base and innovate on it and make it like simpler and simpler and simpler and then you show people that and you're like hey you can build your simple thing again if you try to build alpine you'd have a hard time because i have a hard time still like i'm still freaking like banging my head against the wall on transitions and fours and and run times and speed and what all this stuff like there's a bunch of crazy stuff but point is you know that like you know uh yeah so it just sucks that you have to think about that can't we just not think about that can't just people be cool and honorable and not try to rip stuff off nah how's it going i'll be seeing you